Well, we aren't going to have to stretch for things to talk about today, that's for sure. It's Waking the Red Weekly presented by Footy Talks, and we've got reports, we've got rumors, we've got all the other staples of silly season to mull over this week. My name is Mitchell Tierney, and ahead on this edition of the show, we'll discuss Josie Altador departure rumors, who Toronto FC might be signing for their next designated player, and plenty, plenty more. Helping me to parse through all of the information dump that we've received over the last couple of days, Jeffrey P. Nesker and Michael Singh. Uh, how are you boys feeling about, I mean, quite frankly, a wild few days at hashtag TFC Live? Jeffy, yeah. Well, no, I'm, I'm staring at the, the giant badge on that Man, man United kit. I had to get in the frame. Why does it have to be four times the size of a standard badge? I mean, <laughs> Man United thing? Jeez. Um, yeah, whiplash, absolute whiplash. I'm looking forward to discussing uh, uh, the goings on today because it's been uh, it's been an interesting time on the on the community boards at, at Waking the Red, and uh, I have some words to say about that. But uh, you know, let's let's uh, let's bring it on. I'm I'm excited to hear those words, Jeff. I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to. It. Honestly, I wasn't really <laughs> expecting much of this. You know, heading into this week, I knew like eventually things would start to pick up. But I wasn't expecting like this. And, you know, just the content kept on flowing. The rumors kept on flowing. And you know what? I missed it. <laughs> I missed it. After a couple of few months, I really missed it. So I'm excited for all of this. And, yeah, Justin Morrow, you know, you already know. That kid is fine. Hates glory, Onyx. Glory. Loves huge bats. <laughs> <laughs> we're, building, we're building a personality index for, for JMO. This is awesome. Uh, I'm just going to share. Uh, it's not a salad, it's a beard, dude. But anyway, whatever. Salad is salad is hair. Salad is hair. Oh. Yeah. You need to get up to up to date on your hockey speak, uh, I think. But no, I <laughs> at any rate, no, I don't. Um, we, we've started we've started this edition of the show with uh, you know, kit etiquette and hair talk. And, and we've and, got a yeah. lot more than that, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll cut off Michael, so so finish your statement, please. Yeah, yeah that, that, that was pretty much it. You know, me, I All like right. to ramble on, yeah. so feel free. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let, let's start today's show, I guess, by looking back at what was an insane Sunday in Toronto FC circles. I mean, it starts with news that Josie Altador has picked up a minor knock. He's not going to be playing for the United States against Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, Greg Berthalter does his pregame media availability and reveals, which I guess is kind of unusual, I thought, for a national team manager. At any rate, we'll get into all that. That um, a big part of the reason why Altador isn't playing is less about the injury and more because they've received several offers for him. Toronto FC have, and they're mulling those over and they don't want, you know, an injury to, um, cause any issues there with negotiations. Uh, then of course, uh, the Jeff Carlisle report on ESPN saying that, uh, he and Ali Curtis had a falling out. Um, that's a big part of, of why Altidore is looking to move on. Then finally you get the Josie Altidore tweet saying, don't believe everything you read. The devil is working overtime. There's, is that there's a Drake no... lyric? Is that a Drake <laughs> lyric? Okay. Probably. Know so. yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but at any okay. rate, like 
what a crazy day and what uh, what a wild time with all this Josie Altidore stuff. Mm-hmm. I like I don't even know where to start, Mitch. And... <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll I'll cue you, Mike. Yeah, um, go, go, Jeff. People were talking about the etiquette of the situation and and why Burhalter um, violated some gentleman's agreement by coming to the table with uh, with this information. And I thought your response was was pretty eloquent, eloquent, right? Um, you know, I don't I don't want to speak for you, but you certainly said something to the respect of, um, you know, Allian and Burhalter are in contact, but you know there there is rules of engagement there, and that maybe you can offer some insight as to why Burhalter was in a position to to make such those statements and not Ali Curtis. For sure. Um, so essentially what, what people were, were alluding to is why, why is Burhalter, you know, making those sort of comments and it's, it's the club's position to sort of, you know, discuss transfer negotiations and whatnot. The counter to that is when a player is with an international camp, they're considered that, that camp's player. So if you wanted, if I'm a media member and I want to get an interview with said player, for example, I can't go through TFC for that. I would have to go through Canada camp or USA camp, whatever national team camp to get that, that access. So the fact that Burhalter is saying that he's received a bunch of calls for people of interest in a Josie Altador, um, I mean, he probably has. And that's probably people trying to get access to, to Josie, you know, um, who knows to the depths of, mm-hmm. <laughs> of why and how far those conversations are going. We don't know. But I, I think there is something credible there for why Burhalter is saying that, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think that's certainly a good point, and um, I've been checking Twitter throughout this just to make sure nothing nothing crazy happens, but it's all just more love for for Mike's United kit, to be honest. <laughs> love to see it. Yeah. Love to see it. <laughs> but yeah, um, let's let's talk more about the the Josie thing. Yeah, no, for sure. I found his, yeah. his tweet really interesting, and obviously, uh, Jeff Carlisle's story. I feel like you, you couldn't have you couldn't have scripted it any better right it, it's it's ali curtis who's one polarizer here in tfc and then you have josie elter who almost represents old tfc and mm-hmm. those two are kind of clashing heads at this this you know dramatic breaking point like carlisle kind of puts it um mm-hmm. come on like I, I i don't see it like that um <laughs> i think <laughs> that that's that's a little bit of a selling point maybe by Carly maybe he heard with heard and ran with it but there there are two ways that TFC fans are sort of or three ways kind of TFC fans are perceiving this one there is there's there's likes to the rumors that that Carlo you know put out that Ali Curtis and Josie Alter are clashing and the contract disputes and you know TFC striker wants out the other is you know Josie tweets out that cryptic sort of tweet (laughs) denying uh the the stories but he never like really comes out and says anything clearly. So perhaps there mm-hmm. there's some truth to the story that maybe he does want out of TSC, and maybe it's not because of a clash with Ali Curtis. So maybe that's another way P- TSC fans are perceiving it. The third mm-hmm. is that it's all complete bogus, and Josie Althor has all intentions, you know, remaining in Toronto FC uh, next season. Um, mm-hmm. And the 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 third reason I know it, it, it you can laugh it off, but Josie is a smart guy. Um, we can we can look back at training camp last season, and when he came out and he defended Michael Bradley with those comments once again, you know, bashing the TFC uh, training staff. What was what was mm-hmm. the biggest story that day? 
Uh, yeah, it was about it was about Josie and not the. It was about Josie Altidore coming in bashing the, the the club instead mm-hmm. of Michael Bradley's injury and how the club mismanaged that injury and how um, he's going to be out for the next four months. You know, so right, right. Josie, he's a smart guy, man. I remember talking to somebody on the the TFC feed, and well, and they recalled um, another time when TFC were eliminated from the postseason, and instead of you know all the talks about TFC being eliminated from the postseason. Josie after came out and said, you know, he might have played his last game for Toronto FC. And, mm. you know, instead of having the narrative on TFC, the narrative once again is on, on Josie Altador and, and where's he going? Um, so, you know, maybe maybe he's just a, a genius and this is just gamesmanship <laughs> for him because, you know, TFC Live was completely dead before that. That uh, mm. the coach wasn't welcome warmly. Like, it, it could be that he just wanted to spark up a little bit of, of something, but you know, where, where there is smoke, perhaps there is fire. And I, I also heard Stephen Goff, who's one of the most credible reporters out there. He said that, uh, I think a couple months ago, he heard that there was uh, a few teams that were interested in Josie Altador. I think he said that on the fan five ninety one um, mm-hmm. uh, yesterday or the day before. So, um, Hey, it, I think it'll play out. Maybe actually, I don't even know. I don't want to say that because I think this could run into like the beginning of the season, and I don't know if we're gonna get a firm answer on this. I just hope that more more like comes to comes to the you know front of the table and we can, we can discover some of it. Well, it's interesting yeah, you mentioned the the Michael Bradley thing because if if you go back to that right, like when when that all happened, there was there was rumors that started then that Toronto FC were not happy with how Josie came out and and just kind of bashed the club on that and that they were looking to move him then. So you know who mm-hmm. knows about that rumors, but these rumors have certainly, I, I mean they they've been in the states. Um, you know, they've, they've happened since he joined the club. Same with Seba. Every transfer window, there was rumors linking those guys to, you know, so many clubs. But mm-hmm. with that being said, the one thing that did uh, kind of interest me in this is almost every time, and it's largely been Greg Vanny, so maybe this is a Vanny thing versus a, a Curtis thing, but the, the club didn't come out and deny anything. They just said no comment when they were asked about it. We've seen in the past them come out and say, I mean, look, we're always getting offers for these players, that sort of thing. Maybe they're just tired of it, but mm-hmm. they didn't, they didn't, you know, go that extra mile to say Josie's a Toronto FC player, that sort of thing that they have done in the past, certainly with him and other players. Yeah. This whole offseason is yeah. kind of quiet. Go ahead, Jeff. Uh, well, I think they're afraid to say anything definitive because then it will be another, we're having a glass of wine together and, and we're about <laughs> to sign a contract. Um, so I think they're avoiding definitive language in, in either direction. Because, before, Yeah, before you get to yeah, the next because, one, just, just building sure. off that, like Ali Curtis, when he was asked about Josie Altador at, at uh, the end of season, you know, scrum there where he um, said that Josie Altador is a Toronto FC player, he wants to be a Toronto FC player um, and all of that. He also left the door open for possibilities. If you go to the end of his quote, he says, and then I, I don't have the, the I don't want to put words, mm-hmm. I don't have the exact mm-hmm. quote in front of me, but let's he leaves the door open for a potential Josie Alter move if something does transpire. Um, like like with all other players, he he, he says. So hey, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I- there, there are two things that I love. One, that Josie Altador is the best name ever for nicknames. Out Josie, out the door. Josie always scores. Josie never scores. <laughs> Fantastic. The other is is that this this deal from all sides 
is is kind of tied up with MLS finances and roster rules that nobody cares to understand. So the hot <laughs> takes, I mean, the hot yeah. takes going around. You know, before this even started, everyone's like, "Well, why doesn't MLS you just buy him out of his out of his deal?" Well, because that's insane. <laughs> and, yeah, no one's and, and then, money. Yeah, and then and then the other one when this was rolling around, you know, we've got NYCFC fans that are like, out of the goodness of their heart, willing to take Josie off our hands for high tam, just you know, just. <laughs> just bless them right so so uh it it's been uh it's been interesting because it does show I, the word naivete is too strong but it does show a a a lack of understanding of you know he's locked into a deal what did you say seven something million dollars left on his deal More. he's not I, going I've, any- I've heard nine yeah well he's not going anywhere on high tam i mean we can put mm-hmm. that one to bed um you know, and uh, listen, if he was on high TAM, we'd keep him as a luxury player. That's yeah. not, so, you know, he wouldn't be going anywhere. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it's kind of brought an, out of the woodwork some of the some of the vagaries of, of how MLS works and and the reluctance in the general fan base to to give much of a crap about mm-hmm. them, which is not necessarily anybody's fault. I mean, it's draconian in the extreme. So but but it is an interesting wrinkle. Also, Jeff Carlo reporting that that Josie also has a no trade clause, uh, meaning mm-hmm. he he ultimately controls his fate. And I've heard if if there is a move to to come, it won't be within MLS most likely. Um, yeah, Carlo also and mentioned Liga MX mm-hmm. in his report, and that's not the first time that Liga MX has popped. I feel like mm-hmm. Josie himself had said Liga MX in the past. Um, so, hey. and Burhalter said abroad too. You know, like when when all those. Uh... Those potential moves, like he did use the word abroad. So. Yeah, he, he never said Europe, right? Do you guys have an insight yeah. as to when the, the Mex- or Liga MX transfer window closes? I don't have that mm-hmm. on the top of my head. I, I think it, it might Couple have been this. weeks? It might Maybe. have been in a line with, with Europe, so I'm not too sure. Um, okay. But that, that's something to keep an eye on as well because, yeah, the, the, the European transfer window passed, but... Um, like there's there's still other, other windows, <laughs> yeah. No, there's still other yeah. countries that are open. I don't yeah, know yeah. But, um, I, I mean, you can go to Saudi Arabia you. pretty much whenever you want. Yeah, really. So. Yeah, that's what it seems yeah. like. Another too. another point to make about Josie is I f- last summer he I forget who the interview was with, but he did an exclusive interview with somebody, and he said that he'd be interested in in going back to like the Netherlands or something, um, because that's somewhere he's played before and. Um, if he was going to move, it'd be to a country that, like, he was knew that his sort of football would, would strive in. So, so not know, Sunderland. Maybe, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think the I think it might have been in that article where he said it was that Sunderland article. Where he said going to Sunderland was a mistake at the time at his career Ouch. because he played. <laughs> he was playing for Ajax at the time. Mm-hmm. He was tearing it up, obviously, or not Ajax. Uh, no, it wasn't Ajax. It was uh... yeah. Uh, AZ, a- yeah, oh, AZ Akmar, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he was also, tearing it off. is Turkish, so and, <laughs> yeah, and he he was warned that uh, um, that that wouldn't be the best time for his move, but financially speaking, it, it, it just made all the sense because they're paying him a lot of money and he was going to go play in Europe. Mm-hmm. So, um, he said he learned from that decision, and you know, if he was going to go back and make another move now. It would be to a to a country like the Netherlands or uh, something different like that. So, you know, I don't know if, if the European transfer window deadline ultimately shuts the door and Josie Altador leaving right now. Mm-hmm. You you were thinking of Fire Nord, Jeff? I think. 
Okay. Well, who knows? I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm, was, trying, I'm trying to help you here. I'm trying I was, to. Yeah, I was, I was. I'm trying to make you sound <laughs> sound smarter, and you're just. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. No, no, I, no. I was. I was just. I'm just trying to keep like eight things in my head. For yeah. Me no. To speak, so. No, that's fair. Um, uh, I think. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I've okay. lost them all now. Yeah. No. Fair enough. The, the last thing I wanted to mention on this is if if there has been a falling out, and if you know uh, Josie's trying to force a move out, it is disappointing in the sense that. We saw that happen with Sebastian Javinko. We've seen it in the past with guys like Dwayne Rosario. It's sports, and, and that's that's how it works. But you never want to see, you know, the the best players to ever play for this club, the legends of this club, leave in you know not so great terms. And obviously, relationships can be um, repaired and, and that sort of thing. But it, it does put a sour ending. It certainly put a sour ending on the end of Sebastian Javinko's, and it would put a sour ending on the end of Josie Altidore's time with this club, which. You know, it's almost in some ways it's nobody's fault. It, it's injuries. It's all sorts of different things. But it would be, you know, kind of disappointing. Yeah. Who would have thought the yeah. two things that would bring, you know, TFC Live and Ali Curtis together would be that sort of resentment of Josie Altador, eh? I think someone someone commented <laughs> that on, on our wake in the red comments. That, that's pretty yeah, funny because yeah. when this news broke, I, I was surprised. I was surprised that TFC fans weren't sort of in the corner of Josie Altador. Um, because you know, Ali Curtis really? has been, the, been that polarizing. I honestly was just because. Really? I mean, you were ready to drop him from the lineup for for the entire oh, playoffs. I and, still, I yeah. still, I still, yeah. I still am. I still, okay. for sure. <laughs> I'm not. That that stance hasn't changed in terms of what I think uh, Josie Altador can bring to, to TFC as a player and what their other options are there. I still think Ayala mm. Ganola should get the start ahead of him if there's if they're playing mm. one striker. But with that being said, like. I'm surprised that that TFC Live supported Ali Curtis because, <laughs> I mean, he's been he's been one of the the easy kind of targets for for uh, TFC fan base and hey they they got in his corner and you know they they backed him for for sticking up for TFC um, and and these contract alleged contract negotiations we again we don't know all that's yeah. going on behind the scenes and there are but. some people that are calling for his head because you know uh, uh, you but circumstantially you know. Ali is sort of cleaning up the mess of, of the Bez era. Just like, you know, if the situation had been reversed, Bez would be cleaning up the mess of the, the Ali Curtis era. So, you know, there are a lot of people that, that preferred that winning all the time 2017 and wanted it to, to last forever. And, and they can't, you know, they're, they're looking through, they're looking at these machinations through those, those colored glasses. Right. And, and mm-hmm. Ali will never, ever measure up to a ship that was like basically sailing under its own power at that time right so yeah that, it's, that's it's a, a bit of an unfair comparison that's another yeah it's another can of worms but i guess what, <laughs> what, I, what I was trying to say was uh um god i lost my train of thought there it was Joe, no Josie worries and, and, jo- and josie's making us all crazy man yeah, um really i brought i you know there's a comment that was posted a couple minutes before we went live on wtr uh, from a uh, user bought with blood. And he said, he mentioned to his wife, Josie might be leaving. And her response was good. He's old and always injured. He sucks. He hasn't been good for a long time. Doesn't always work when he is on the field and then always gets hurt when he does try hard. And he qualified by that by saying she rarely watches games on TV, goes to the odd game with me, loves the live <laughs> games, but is not a fan. I would bet that most casual fans feel much the same. They do not have the lasting attachment that hardcore fans do to the stars that are heart and soul of this club. And this circles around, something that I want to bring up, but I think we need a, I think we need a pivot to IO because it's, it, it, it sort of contextualizes both the IO before, and before Josie we do, I just remembered. Yeah. And I just want to, that, that comment kind of sparked what I was going to say. 
is That's why I brought it out, buddy. Yeah, I appreciate that. Is <laughs> I, and I was in two two weeks ago when we did the show. I, I was the first to call Josie Altador the most overrated Toronto FC player. Has it gotten to the point where he's now become so overrated that he's almost underrated? Because <laughs> anybody expecting Josie Altador to bounce back for Toronto FC next season is everybody written him off. Because I will never write him off ever, not ever. It sounds like a lot of people have. Just yeah. like, mm-hmm. that was sort of my original point: is that people are in Ali Curtis's corner behind this, where not a lot of people didn't want to see Josie leave because he put up what two his worst season, two goals in, in twelve mm-hmm. games, but his worst season by far. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when when he was very open about um, how he wanted to put twenty twenty behind him and how he you know everything that he went through, he was very open about it. And, you could tell that there was raw emotion that he was he was not happy and he was going through something really personal there. And he he spoke to media there in September and like, what's to say he can't bounce back next season? What's to say he's not going to show up at, at training camp hypothetically if there is a training camp? But what's to say he's not going to show up in training camp and what's some of the best shape of his his career and he's mm-hmm. he's not going to you know tear it's it up a, like he, it's he, a bad he, bet. I mean, well, judging Jeff, like it, it, you before know, it, it's a, before mm-hmm. last season. Heading to training camp, Greg said he, Greg Vanny said he was in one of the best shapes he's seen in his entire career. He said for the first time, Josie Alter wasn't injured. He he was there for the full preseason. He was hyping him up. And I don't have the exact quote, but it's really, really exciting. And then, you know, he gives him the captain's armband. Josie was the captain of Toronto FC at the beginning of 2020. But while mm-hmm. Michael Bradley was out, he gave him that captain's armband. And Josie Alter had a really good game against New York City FC. He led everybody in expected goals per game. Um, mm-hmm. He led the team in shots on goal, led the team in chances, and then the pandemic hit. Yep. And from that point on, Joe Zialter was playing catch up. And perhaps, you know, an offseason rejuvenates him and he gets himself back on track because he can put 2020 behind him. Like all of us want to. And all of us, you know, have been trying to. So, hey, let, let's, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm, I, I'm George, still, I'm George like raises a very interesting point, and I'm just going to throw it up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josie is like a WWE hype man. He requires a stadium full of supporters on both sides to thrive. 2021 will be more of the same due to pandemic. And let, I me, think that that's, mm-hmm. let me counter that with the fact that the U.S. has some massive international games on the horizon. Massive. Mm-hmm. And Josie Alter is in the mix, and he's at the front of the line to get that that number nine starting spot for the United States right now. But Greg Berhalter said he needs to have a good MLS season. So does that? how much more motivation do you need? You know, This could be the last mm-hmm. World Cup of his career. This could be the last chance that he has to shine on the international stage, something that he calls like his, his, the dream of his career. What's the favorite thing of his career? It's representing the United States. So, hey, if you, you guys want motivation, it's right there in front of you. And, and I think Josie Altador saw that because he was, he was there at January camp. And he looked, mm-hmm. you know, but that, that picture that was dropped, he looked like he was in shape. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. Again, I, we can go like a million different directions with it. The truth <laughs> is that we don't know. And we're just going to wait for all of this to play out. Cold yeah. logic would suggest that it's a, it's a bad bet. Um, I'm a homer. I mean, look at, I'm wearing a T I'm wearing my Altador specials. So <laughs> I'm not, I'm not maybe the best person to make a decision that doesn't have emotion attached to it. I'll never count him out because every time I even come close to counting him out, he delivers for us. Right. So I'm not in the business of sliding off Josie Altador anymore, but I, I am in the business of, you know, if you were looking at this from an objective viewpoint, 
in the league that we play in, with the money that he makes, with recent with recency bias, it's a bad bet, regardless of what anybody says to you. So, you know that ha- that has to be taken into consideration. And and you know, I, I'm just going to say it now because this this applies to Iowa and this applies to Josie. We've wanted to be a big club with a seat at the table in the global soccer mosaic for a long time. And now we're getting there and it's not all good. There's a bat there. There is a sacrifice to be made for stepping up to the table and being a part of the wider soccer mosaic. And this applies to IO attracting interest because now we're on everybody's radar. And this applies to Josie. We do not, we are not number one in the global soccer hierarchy and even the, the nations and teams that are number one do not get to keep their marquee players for their entire careers. That's just something that doesn't happen in soccer. It's mm-hmm. something that North American soccer, uh, North American sports fans have in their DNA as an expectation. And Toronto sports disc- fans too. Toronto yeah. sports fans too. So be careful what you wish for because we're now getting what we wanted and it ain't all good, right? Which, you know, we can talk about more because I think it applies to, to IO in a really, really big way. But I needed to get that out before I forget to say it. <laughs> <laughs> That's sure. fair. The, the last thing I wanted to mention on Josie and just kind of going back to that comment is the fact that, you know, I think the injuries are certainly a fair thing. But all the rest of that that was mentioned, I mean, literally the season before this, the 2019 season, you know, he was still incredible. He scored a number of goals. He was still up at that great that great rate uh, other than this past season, it's just been injuries that hampered him. So I think the rest of that is, is unfair and, and is a very small sample size sort of thing. I know he at times looked unmotivated last season and at times, you know, wasn't playing up to certainly the standard we've come to expect. But other than that, I think it's largely only been injuries that have derailed what he's done. So um, yeah, I just thought that was a little bit unfair in in an overall sense. Um, okay. Okay. But I mean, we can't we can't say that injuries haven't been his kryptonite for his entire career. Agreed. No, and no, and I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm certainly not uh, dismissing the injury point, which I think is valid, and I think is you know why why we're having this discussion at the end of the day. But uh, I think the rest of it is is certainly unfair. Uh, but yeah, let's move on to Iowa Canola because we've handed at that conversation for a while. The rumors certainly didn't stop at Josie. There's been championship rumors uh, as well as Turkish league. I mean, you'd expect this um, uh, considering what's going on in in MLS right now with mm-hmm. the number of young players moving abroad. Uh, as far as I know, as in terms of the last couple of reports, Toronto FC's never received a formal offer for Io Akinola in, in the recent times, but there's certainly clubs sniffing around and you you would expect that. And it brings up uh, a great article, I think, by Michael on kind of the future of Toronto FC mm-hmm. and what they do with, with young players yeah. like Io. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest news of that Io Akinola sort of rumors was the fact that Io Akinola is going to be out of contract at the end of the season. Yep. Um, so, you know, could he, could he be sold right away? Yeah, but that's that's very unlikely. I think mm-hmm. TFC, you know, they, they know that they have a gem in Io Akinola. They know that his transfer market value skyrocketed in the past like, six months. I won't even say 12 months because it wasn't you even until... figures? It wasn't until MLS is back. Yeah. Go ahead, Jeff. He's gone from being rated four hundred and fifty thousand dollars to five point five million dollars. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's so, mental. and that, and that again, that's in that's in six months. That's again yep. since the, the MLS is back tournament. So, like, 
can they keep him for another year and then sell him? Is that is that what they ultimately like to do? Probably. But then you think about other situations in MLS, and you think about like Aaron Long, for example. I was and just about to say, yeah, yeah. Aaron Aaron Long, he he signed for the New York Red Bulls. Uh, he signed a contract extension two seasons ago, um, and now he's one of the the highest played players in in their team. But mm-hmm. the problem with that is, since Aaron Long committed his future to New York Red Bulls, there's only a handful of teams that are willing to negotiate with him because some of those teams are now going to have to pay a uh, a transfer fee for Aaron mm-hmm. Long, and only X amount of teams can afford that. Whereas if he would, didn't sign that lucrative deal, and, and you know he he secured his long term future there with New York, but he, if he didn't sign that lucrative deal, he would be free to sign with any other club on a free transfer, and yep, that yep. that's sort of the the gamble that every player now coming up is going to have to make is do they secure do they get that that raise with let's say Ayo Akinola for example. He made less than 100K last season playing for Toronto. Mm, same so, as Aaron Long, and then Aaron Long re-upped to like 800K or something. Exactly. Like so mm, he, yeah. he's bound to make, you know, let's say around something, around the same figure again. TFC could hypothetically give him, let's say, 500K, give him that, that max young uh, new, you know, player spot mm-hmm. that, that people are talking about. So let's say he gets 500K. If you're going overseas, you're getting way more than that. So oh, yeah. why would he not... Why would he, you know, commit his next four years to Toronto FC? Let's say hypothetically, so get five hundred k, whatever, and you know, then potentially think about a move to Europe. Whereas if he runs his contract out, he'll be out of contract. He can make his own decision, sign with whichever club he wants, and not have to worry about which potential transfer fee getting in the way. Yep, yep. TFC so, have, have 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 activated his option, so yeah. we've got him. But the whole six months, no, he can't sign a pre-contract. He can't sign a pre-contract, right. yeah, because he's exactly. under 23. Exactly. But, right, so um, we won't lose him like Juve lost Seba, but we, we might still lose him in a different permutation. Exactly, you know? so according to Transfer Market, his, his contract expires in 12 months, meaning if TFC do want to, you know, cash in on Alcanolan, he is committed to, you know, doing what's best for him, and, and if that's going to Europe, that's going to Europe, then they they most likely have to sell him by the, by the summer now because mm-hmm. you want to get something for him and we I mentioned I took this in your article but the biggest transfer that TFC had in, in their club history aside from maybe Seba was back in 2008 when they sold Maurice Du who they took for so yep. on that super draft right mm-hmm. so we're we're getting to this point now where where TFC are going to have to be bringing up these youngsters through their club and Akinola could be the first to be that, that jump overseas because that's where everyone else wants to go. That's where Jaden Nelson wants to go. That's where Jaquil mm-hmm. Rudy wants to go. That's where Ralph Prisa wants to go. That's where all of these kids want to go. They don't grow up playing, dreaming about being a member of Toronto C for life. They grow up wanting to wear one of these shirts. You know what I mean? Like they, that's, that's exactly why I wore the shirt today. <laughs> they grew up wanting to be one of these shirts. And, mm-hmm, for sure. For sure. Yep. And the easiest way to get them there, perhaps, is perhaps it's through Toronto FC. If they can show that they can, you know, sell players to the right clubs, get players in the best positions to succeed, or perhaps it'll be on their own. And if that means running mm-hmm. out their contract and not signing long-term deals with the clubs, then that's what it means. But I think it's important for TFC to show that they can get these players to where they want to go. Because like I said, these players want to get there and they want yep. TFC to help them. So TFC need to find a way to do that. That's I, I almost call it the Jonathan David effect because you look at that player and every MLS side in Canada tried so hard to get him because you know they they recognize the talent they recognize what he could be but if you're Jonathan David 
it's what Alfonso Davies. That's the only guy who's been able to, and he's a generational talent. Like, like yeah. he, he, you can't, you know, credit to the Whitecaps. We can't give them too much credit because I think his talent won out there. It wasn't like anything special the Whitecaps did to get him to for Bayern sure. Munich. It was so, Alfonso Davies. No matter Alfonso what Davies. team Fonzie played for, he's he's making it to yeah. Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, 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 I think so too. So. What evidence is there on for Jonathan David's part that he should join one of these MLS academies instead of you know betting on himself and and trying to um, you know get to his 18th birthday and then go over to Europe? And I think you know all of the guys we've seen succeed in Europe from from Toronto FC are guys who've left the academy young, Liam Miller, um, you know other guys like that. They've all yeah. left Toronto FC academy at a young age. So I, I you know I'm. I'm vehement that the talent exists here in Canada. It's, it, at this point, I think it's not what what Toronto FC can do for Canadian soccer. And we know they've done a lot for Canadian soccer, but it's what Canadian soccer can do for Toronto FC, right? If they don't prove at some point here that they are a club that can get these young players in good positions to move over to Europe, then they're going to be in trouble and they're going to lose these players to the CanPL. Maybe they're going to lose these players. We're seeing what the mm-hmm. impact are doing right now, bringing some of those young guys over. Um, the white caps with Baldissimo, that sort of thing. Uh, I, I, I think players are recognizing now that they have options as well. They don't. They, they don't just have to rely on Toronto FC to to go through their development. For they sure. can go to yep. these other places and and find deals for themselves. So, you know, uh, it's it's a longer term thing, but at some point here, Toronto FC is going to have to really start focusing on this. And and Io Acknola is potentially a great place to start adapt or die man adapt or die this is what we wanted we've been knocking on the door of a Mm -hmm. bigger stake in world football and now we're there we can't have our cake and eat it too right this is part (laughs) of being uh uh, this is part of being aware of where you fit in the mosaic and where we fit in the mosaic you know you, you you wrote is tfc a selling team why are we even talking about this if the last time we made money selling a player was a decade ago? We're obviously not a selling team, yeah. right? We have designs on being a selling team, and it sounds great, but the proof is in the pudding, right? We're a selling team when Io leaves at profit. We're a selling mm-hmm. team when Jaden moves on at profit, right? It's going to sting as a fan, but this is this is what we wanted. So, you know, he, we got to take the good and the bad. Here's what Toronto FC need to understand. Here's what Toronto FC fans need to understand. This is bigger than than Toronto FC. The, the 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 wave that's coming is is bigger than them. But what they have and what they're in prime position for is to be the biggest beneficiary of all of it. And right. if they but they have they have they have work they need to do. They need mm-hmm. to be able to show that these there is a pathway. There is a blueprint to to you know succeeding and becoming the next Alfonso Davies. They need to show that their club is capable of getting their players there. What and that we have relationships both ways with mm-hmm. these big clubs. That we're that we, we we negotiate in good faith. That there's a pathway for uh for you know our our players to go there and their players to come here and, and all of that sort of thing. Well, yeah, you know, Ralph Ralph Preso said in an exclusive interview with One One Great Goals, he said that he wants to be the next Caden Clark. He wants to be the next Brian Reynolds, the two guys mm-hmm. who, who are making moves over to Europe. He wants to be the next guy. And, you mm-hmm. know, he's not mentioning anyone from Toronto FC who have gone there. But mm-hmm. perhaps yeah. perhaps TFC will, will get one there and they'll have that blueprint to work off. Because if, if you can't send a guy like Io overseas, I can guarantee you every youngster at that club is going to be checking what Io Akinola is doing. 
And if he mm-hmm. goes overseas and he succeeds, there's going to be scouts all over the world circling Toronto FC for the next Ayo Akinola. It's just absolutely. It's, it's it's a it's an effect. It's a I forget the word, but you know it's a it's a chain effect. Snowball, and snowball, chain snowball, reaction. Snowball, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. A bunch of different words I could have went with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we read the the Tony Gallagher uh, Gallagher interview with uh, with Anfield Blog Central or whatever, and uh, you know, I'm sure people read it and said, especially his teammates on on the Liverpool Academy were like. Well, if it was so unbelievably positive for you, why don't why don't we give it a try? You know, so sure. all of these all of these great things PR. have knock on effects. Great yeah. PR for TFC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, I, I think you guys make a great point that you know, as much as they haven't been able to do it yet, Toronto FC is the best positioned club, like you said, to take advantage of all of this. I mean, they have the resources. You, if you're a young player, you get to come and play with you know players like Pozuelo who have played in the top levels of Europe. You get to you know, you get that apprenticeship there and that's so incredibly important. And yeah, they just have to, they just have to build this in and, and make it happen for, for a lot of these young players. Um, and, you know, I, I, I certainly think they are starting to position to do that. We know that's part of Ali Curtis's MO. Um, we know Armist did that with the New York Red Bulls. It's just, it, you know, it has to, it has to be proven now. And this mm-hmm. will and be their, and their pipeline is, for. the Red Bulls pipeline is insane. Right. And that, mm-hmm. that's something that gives me a bit of pause because they've got pardon the pun, but <laughs> they, uh, because, because they've got a built in, a, a built in infrastructure and it's, and it's nuts, right? Like it's just, it's Peter. Right. Boring with the, the Leipzig and the Salzburg. Yeah. 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 So, you know, the TFC doesn't have that built in family, but we do, we, we certainly do have good relationships. Hey, with, with, with there's, some like, great teams. there's a second division side or fourth division side in Denmark that we have a really good yeah, relationship well, yeah, with. Come yeah, on. yeah, what about HB yeah, Koje? Come on. Disrespect. <laughs> All right, fine, fine. fine. I'm, just saying, I'm just saying we don't get to grease the books like 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 the no, Red Bull absolutely. family does. Yeah. You know, Caden Clark's transfer market value is completely non-applicable because he's mm-hmm. moving – in-house kind of kind of nonsense and then rules towards you know when they can play and 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 how they they fit in are all in flux because they're all feeding each other in some weird you know uh uh uh, weird uh circular nonsense we don't have that um but uh, you know in terms of the future what we do have is we're developing relationships with gent with uh, sorry with gank uh you know with uh uh yeah, I think we've got. Uh, are we? We kind of just hostile. Took their best player. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we paid them a transfer fee for. Yeah, we gave them. A, we gave them a lot of money. They could buy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Fair, yeah. And I mean, whether or not they liked it, he wanted to go, so they can hold on to him for you know with with yeah, both yeah, Allen's in, fair. and he's going to give him nothing. So that's Akinola. That's IO for for well, yeah, say, exactly. potentially. I'm not. Yeah. I don't, don't want to say that's Akinola because that's definitely not true because he hasn't forced his way out of Toronto yet, but. I think he, could be, he's, yeah. yeah, it could be, it could be heading down that path. Um, yeah. It's really, really interesting. To it's, watch a fi- it's a finite career. He's 20 years old. Again, his value has gone up from 450,000 to 5.5 million. Don't tell me that's not going to go to his head, especially to the people around him that see dollar signs, because again, it's a finite career and you got to make your money. You got to make your bank, man. And you also, you're a professional athlete. You want to test yourself at the highest level. I think that that's the biggest thing. Is that you left it in the ladder there? But I think that's that's the major point. Is it's I don't think it's much about him it going to his head, but the fact that 
but more so the fact that he wants to play in Europe and he wants to play at the higher levels. And I, I don't think that's unique to Iowa Canola. I think it's common on all the TFC youngsters that are coming through the club. So mm-hmm. again, it's just the pathway of how we can get him there. Yep. Let's, yeah. uh, we've been talking a lot about transfers out right now. Let's, let's talk about a potential transfer in, um, rumors circling that Toronto FC are interested in Rafael Bore, who's a player out of River Plate. Um, you know, nothing, nothing too concrete on this. Certainly. I mean, they're just rumors at this point, but, uh, if, you know, maybe we can take some, a little bit about the profile of player Toronto FC is looking at 25 year old forward clubbing international, you know, this guy would be an incredible signing for any MLS team, certainly given his profile and, and the age he's at, um, you know, as, as much as we talked about the, the big club thing for Toronto FC and how Chris Armas maybe wasn't at least in title, a big coach or big club coach hire. What, what reigns much bigger for me is the designated player they bring in. And if they can bring in a top quality player like a Pozuelo, right? I mean, like we said, they, they went to a Belgian club and took one of their best players. Their captain. Uh, how am I supposed to be pronouncing that? I don't know. Plate? Is, I, I've always called it River, River Plate. I, I'm pretty yeah. sure that was Anyway, anyway yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there was, yeah, just comment coming in that I pronounced River Plate wrong, which is probably correct. But anyway... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I just I I think that you know if if they are able to get a big name or at least big status designated player, you know that's when you really prove that you are a big club within this league. Yeah, I mean he he he'd be making more than pause based on the 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 rumored deal uh, right. on a yearly basis, but twenty five. I mean that's that's pre prime, right? We're we're looking mm-hmm. at we're looking at him coming rounding into prime. Wearing a TFC kit potentially. Uh, I mean, I've I've watched two highlight videos and I'm in love with the guy. So <laughs> bring him home. Yeah, bring him the home. Thing, the thing about it's really interesting is that a lot of European teams are apparently interested in this guy. This guy's services. So former Atletico Madrid man, like, mm-hmm. does he want to go back to Europe? By all accounts, I mean, I think he does. But TFC seemed to have come out of the blue here and perhaps piqued his attention. Um, and I think that that's testament to MLS as a league in general because, um, you know, you see the stars that have come over. But I think the league in general is just getting better. And we saw what Tony Gallagher said about the league, too. It's mm-hmm. it, yeah. it's very, very good, like was essentially what he said in his words. It's not the Premier League or Championship yet, but um, it's getting there. Um, it's only the yeah. 25th season of the league and it's improving rapidly. And he was, he was really surprised about the level of play that, that was in MLS. Um so, you know, maybe that is, again, a testament to the to MLS that he is interested in, in, you know, coming here. And maybe it's a testament to TFC that he is interested in coming here. With that being I said... Think it, I think it's both. I think it's both. It's, I mean, Atlanta United has proven that there is a pathway for young South American attacking talent mm-hmm. to come through the league, make a bit of money, and maybe use it as a stepping stone. Um, you With know, that being said, like, mm-hmm. this is a Will Forbes rumor, too. So, yeah. Like, Let's take it with a grain of salt. Too. <laughs> like sometimes it's not always accurate. Sometimes he is. So I will give him credit for that. So twenty five percent, I think it is. Yeah. Take take it with the grain of salt. Um, but especially when I when I again say that a lot of European teams are circling this guy, and I think that this guy wants to go back to Europe. So okay. I mean, keep an eye on that. And 
maybe the CBA negotiations have something to do with it as well. Maybe he he's holding off to see if you know there there will be an MLS season, or perhaps this is that just has nothing to do with it. Um, yeah. We have we have yeah. no idea. We're just speculating at this point. <laughs> but, yeah. But regardless, I think as Mitch Jeff pointed out, it would be a good good coup for TFC. It would be a number nine, a pure number nine that they're bringing, which is interesting. But it kind of makes sense given that Akinola is potentially at the end of his or close to the end of his tenure. And then mm-hmm. the Josie Altador rumors, obviously. So bringing in a number nine all of a sudden makes complete sense for TFC, um, especially if they, you know, potentially want to change formation away from wingers. Um, yeah. I was just uh, kind of a different talk, but I was just thinking about it today. And if they were to play a formation right now with the players that they had, I would say they'd have to play something like a four-three-one-two with two strikers up top. So whether that be Josie Io, Perusa, Mullins, you know, Achar is in that mix too of those two strikers up top. And then perhaps mm-hmm. maybe that's that's why they're also targeting a boar. So is that, I don't even know. Is that how you pronounce his name too? Is it boar? Is there like an accent on it's it? Plate. It's Bore. It is it is plate. You pronounce it plate. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Bore because he has the accent, uh, whatever Ex-Sante that accent Gu? is. French for a Colombian. Yeah, yeah. International um, international <laughs> men of mystery we are. Where's Google Translate? Uh yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm I'm excited. I mean, we need a goal scorer, and, and if the rumors are true, we is, need a goal is this scorer. The first name that that has a surface that has been linked to TFC's designated player spot. I think so. Yeah, yeah. That's it's, it's wild. It's, it's started. Yeah. Well, for sure. I mean, you want to look at uh, the Whitecaps, right? And like all the. It seems like every player that goes to the Whitecaps, as as an example, I mean that you can say this about several other MLS clubs, um, certainly. But you, you've learned about this player for like months in advance. It's somehow leaked out. But like Toronto FC, it, it leaks out for sure. But like it tends to not nearly as much. So much. So much that happens at TFC, and that's a credit to them catches mm. us off guards yeah yeah absolutely absolutely but it's a good rumor i like it it keeps me warm at night good <laughs> good highlight reels yeah i think also the the two striker thing is interesting because that is a good point it doesn't i mean tronfsi's best winger is pablo pietti who it doesn't look like will be coming back um or at least there's been plenty of interest in him uh, michael will probably talk about this in a second here but mm. If you my know, phone doesn't die before. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, there, but there's other than that, there's not many other you know wide players that you would say is starting in Toronto FC's best eleven. So, in that sense, you know, do you think the two striker system probably will end up being at least right now, unless they bring in a, a DP winger, the the best system? Perhaps to start, and then you know you have you have to, you have a lot of quality young wide players like a Jacob right. Marshrudi, a Jacob Schaffelberg, a Jake Nelson, for example. Um, so perhaps maybe start the games. You start with something a little bit tighter in a formation, but as the game goes on, perhaps you do introduce those wing players. Um, but again, there's going to be a lot of time to figure that out, especially when TFC, you know, actually put together their final roster. And Chris Armish knows for sure what he's working with. Um, he'll probably have a better idea of how he's going to line up, but it's always fun to to sort of speculate these things. Um, yeah, we could uh, we could talk a little Piatti if you want. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he gone. Well, let's, yeah, let's, let's get the latest update on Piatti. Yeah. This again. Um, yeah. Again, I'm not going to say he's completely gone. Like, there's still a chance that he comes back. It's just 
with the reports out there that you know several La Liga clubs are interested in the services, it's it's hard to imagine Piatti wanting to come back, especially considering the fact that MLS might not even have a season, mm-hmm. and the fact that TFC still don't know where they're going to play next season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they, you know, cut him and said, we're not going to bring you back as a designated player, but we'll bring you back at a cheaper price. So, like, that's right. probably a little bit of an ego hit, too. So Yeah, and I mean, you can't expect him to take the hometown discount when it's not his hometown. And he's that, played, he played here one game. Yeah. yeah, he's played one game <laughs> at Emo to, like, a bunch of uh, a bunch of ultras at the food building. And that hey, was that, games, right? So, come on. Oh, did he? <laughs> I feel was like he, he on the field? Games. Or an unused sub. I mean, I only remember him. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. Three, one game, three games. It's, it's still not a lot. <laughs> it's a fair um, point. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't see it happening. If, if, if we want to talk about his BFF pause, trying to, you know, sway him in. <laughs> come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I'm not moving across the country for for my best friend, let alone someone I just met like six months ago. Come on. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think we can put that to bed. I, I would be very surprised if he's back. And if he is back, I think he should be celebrated. I think he should mm-hmm. be celebrated a lot by TFC fans because he is taking that discount and he is choosing to come to Toronto because he wants to make the team better. And oh, because yeah. he likes the, the, mm-hmm. everything around it. So, you know, like, again, short story. I, it, don't expect Piatti to be back, but hey, you never know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about Seba? Seba to LA Galaxy. <laughs> we just say not. That's completely insane. And yeah, that, yeah. that, that be uh, the yeah. end of it. I'm not about cool. it. I don't even want yeah. to. Know. <laughs> Let, let's put that one in the same category as Greg Vanny to LA Galaxy and move on. No, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> don't joke about that. <laughs> um, um, let's uh, let's wrap up here with uh, with our guy Phil. Um, mm. Oh, you don't want series. me to rant about about the the independent supporters council deciding that there was parrot. <laughs> my my favorite, my absolute favorite part of of the MLS soccer experience. I have no problem with the supporters groups, actual awesome supporters groups coming out in support of the players. I have mm. a huge problem with the ISC doing it. Uh, less than a year removed from them doing the exact wait, wait, opposite. Jeff, before you before you get into that, I think mm-hmm. they were the ones that coordinated everything. The ISC, yeah, coordinated the supporters groups making the the the, the blanket statement yeah. support. I believe so. I think that's what they want you to believe, but I don't. I don't think that they have the organizational <laughs> principle to to instigate that. All right, all right. All right. We'll talk about this next week. I'm gonna I'm gonna check the timestamps of every yeah. supporters group tweet and, and trace it back oh, and see no, if that, they were that actually. That message first. was way before that. That message was mm-hmm. way before the one that they posted. That was like an hour before mm-hmm. any other supporter message dropped. Mm, oh, I'm gonna. You can I'm gonna time check that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. All right. I think that anyway. might be the case. But. Uh, let's talk Phil <laughs> B then. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, uh, let's, two series two. let's wrap yeah. up. Yeah. We'll go ahead, Michael Phil Phillips. In, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Phillips yeah. So, yeah. Phil yeah. Kick... yeah. So, Phil kicks off uh, his League Series 2 qualifiers. Um, he kicks them off tonight, and just like in League Series 1, he's going to play, play 12 matches. And if he can finish t- in the top 8 out of 27 teams of those 12 matches, then... Uh-oh. Oh, looks like that, the... That uh, was his phone dying. Died there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll try and finish that up as best I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, finish if he finishes in the top 8 from those 12 qualifiers, he'll advance to League 2, Series 2, as he did last time, making the semifinals of uh, 
League One uh, or League Series One uh, qualifying. So uh, another big opportunity here for Phil to to get some business done for the club. You know, no one else is playing right now. So yeah, did um, you watch? Did you watch the uh, Series One? Yes, all? very very stressful. Let me tell you, very. I know. Very yeah, yeah. Stressful. Now I remember you were freaking out in the group chat. Yeah. It made me. It made me at least five percent better watching them. Like I oh, immediately yeah. spooled up FIFA afterwards. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna slow it down a little bit. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna mm-hmm. wait for my opportunity." And I and I torched some people, and then I immediately, I immediately forgot. Yes, George, the Man U jersey crashed out of the show because <laughs> yeah, we, that, can, we can make fun of it now because he's not. <laughs> that is how it should be. That is how it should be. Oh wait, he's coming back. Oh nice, nice. All right, well, he can come back to say goodbye. There we go. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Um, oh, no, he's still there. He's still there. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Is he in now? Is he in? Are you back on the laptop I, now? Yeah. Yeah, he's on the laptop. This is wild. He's Neil, he's Neil Breening it. It's amazing. <laughs> um, no, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next. Uh, yeah, so the no, next Mike, week is this. Mm-hmm. Next weekend is the League Series 2 proper. Um, that's February 13th, 14th. And then, of course, all of this leading up to EMLS Cup, which is next month. So, you know, big opportunity, obviously, here for Phil to, to improve on that semi-final performance and, mm-hmm. and go from there. Absolutely. I'm still here. All right. Let's uh let's wrap things up before we have yeah, more before, technical difficulties. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Here. Um, yeah, as always, you can have a uh, head over to wakingthered.com. We'll have some updates on all these stories, as I'm sure. There'll be more development um as we get through this. Certainly a lot of things happening and a lot of a lot of rumors surrounding Toronto FC and and hopefully more. You know, uh, we love we love how much they feed our show and how much we had to mm-hmm. talk about this week. So hopefully, you know, the the same thing takes place next week. I'll go learn how to say River Plate. Um, but on behalf of Michael and Jeff, thanks so much for watching, and until next Tuesday. Uh-huh.